I'm Cookie Miller and this is Worth the Wait. Join me every week as I explore profound weight loss solutions beyond just diet and exercise because a lifestyle change starts with changing your mind. What's up guys? Welcome back to Worth the Wait. I am your host, Cookie Miller. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest. So if you are watching the podcast on YouTube, you are seeing the beautiful, the lovely Dr. Ashley Devers. So Ashley is a chiropractor. Um, She specifically is also a sports chiropractic practitioner, and she focuses on athletic recovery, prenatal care, and nutrition. So she is basically what we're all about here. She is black girl magic. Okay, so welcome, Dr. <laughs> Ashley, to Worth the Way. Awesome. Thank you. It's lovely being here. And I, like I was telling you earlier, I'm so proud of you and all that you're accomplishing, all that you've accomplished. So we are just yet yeah, making a huge impact in the city, and I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Um, I I was just saying the same about you as well. Uh, It's funny because I know Ashley, so full disclosure here, we have met before. Um, Maybe we can, maybe we can, before we talk about your story, we can kind of backtrack a little bit about how we have known each other. Um, I don't know, Siobhan, but do you know that we knew each other before that? Wait, wait, really? <laughs> I'm thinking it was through Siobhan. Oh my goodness. Okay, now I'm there. So, <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing, okay, you guys know that um, early in my fitness career and after I lost the initial amount of weight, I was an instructor. So, I taught body pump, I taught grit, and I worked at 24 Hour Fitness where Ashley used to attend. <laughs> Yeah, girl. (laughs) So um, she may have taken a few of my classes. um, And also, we just had seen each other. I think we took, did you take Colin's class back then? Um, He taught body combat or Nicola? Maybe one time, but mainly I was, yeah, mainly we had like this whole um, workout like set up upstairs in like the basketball area. So, okay. Okay. Well, I saw her around the 24-hour fitness area. um, And so that was so cool. And then we were introduced by Dr. Siobhan LeBlanc, who is one of my dear, dear friends. Um, And we went to a little concert together and it was super cool. So this is this is my people oh, yeah. you know <laughs> yes, yes yes we have to meet up again though just just side note <laughs> yeah yeah we definitely do um one thing that i will say of course because you're going to tell us your story but i i remember watching you at 24 i watched you go through what i believe might have been your first show prep mm-hmm 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 I was so impressed. (laughs) I was like, this girl was just like taking these um, classes with me and you know, or whatever, either either with me or just seeing her around and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, like I watched her transform. So let's backtrack and why don't you tell us your story? Who are you and how you got into fitness and now athletic recovery? Okay. Well, um, I have been in the chiropractic industry for about six years as far as health and fitness. 
man, that story is very long. So I'm going to try to keep it to a minimum. But um, uh, in summary, I just am always looking for the next challenge. And um, but it all started actually when I was in like middle school, maybe like sixth grade. And my mother bought uh, or won like raffle tickets to like a martial arts like demo or whatnot. And she was like, hey, I really want you to get in martial arts because um, I was raised around all my brothers and we used to fight all the time. So I learned how to fight through my brothers, but you don't have that. So you, I want you to learn how to fight. So if you ever need it, you can go ahead and, you know, defend yourself and, and take care of everything. So I was like, okay, cool. So I ended up going through martial arts and all the way through middle school, all the way through high school and ended up getting my black belt. And, um, and so when they, when I left and I graduated, cause I was, you know, in Chicago, um, when I graduated, they were like, okay, don't forget your training. Guess the first thing I did when I left, <laughs> I did not, <laughs> I didn't do anything. So, you know, when you're training five, six days out the week, you know, your body's in shape. And so then when I went to undergrad, uh, my body started like, you know, doing doing the freshman 15. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, this isn't what's up. So, um, so essentially that's where I kind of found. And so then it's the martial arts created that foundation that I needed in order to tell myself that, you know, I can do this. I can, you know, take care of my body. I had, I had the empowerment through that to, Hey, if I can get a black belt, then I can, I can lift this weight. <laughs> little by little, we'll go up, but I can lift this weight. And so, um, and so that really set the foundation for, you know, my health and fitness because not only are you working out in martial arts, but you're really paying attention to your elements as well, like your ability to control your discipline and um, and how food really actually plays a huge portion of how your body responds and what you're able to do within a workout, right? So just imagine yeah. if you had a pizza before your workout as opposed to, you know, a healthy meal. I'm not going to say a salad because, you know, salads are overrated, but uh, sure. a healthier <laughs> meal, <laughs> a healthier meal. So, um, so yeah, so I don't want to, you know, ramble on, but I hope I answered your question well hold on girl you're a whole black belt like can we just go back I was so shocked was not expecting that at all so your mom really kind of set you up to have this foundation of like fitness from a very young age which is amazing that you have that um and yeah. so what made you want to transition kind of to from your own athletic um, journey into like helping other athletes now the way that you are? Um, I think that when I decided what I wanted to do in life as a career, um, I wanted to be a doctor because I knew that's just what I was good at, um, help um, the science aspect. And uh, not only did I want to be a doctor, but I didn't want to be those types of doctors that only had medication as a solution to help problems. And so I got my bachelor's degree in nutrition for that reason, because there's not a pre-med major. You actually have to have another major in order, you know, to be a doctor. So um, that's one of the reasons why I got into nutrition is because I know that there's a lot of different parts to your health. And it's not always trying to um, backtrack or it's not always trying to help. Let's say you have diabetes. Okay, well, let me help you with your diabetes. No, let's right. see if we can prevent that from the beginning. And so um, I think that 
in assessing what I wanted to do and how I wanted to help people, um, it was um, it was just really wanting to help people before there was a problem. Um, as far as health and fitness goes, um, I just like to work out. I like to be active. And so when I'm interacting with my patients, um, we can just identify on that level. And so that is what um, encourages me in the field. That's what keeps me motivated. And so it kind of naturally just spills out. And so with that natural feeling, I attract a lot of athletes. I attract not just like, you know, athletics where you're gonna go to the Olympics, but recreational athletes, people that are like me, that just like to work out. Like I've never, uh, I've, I've never tried to go to the Olympics. I have no desire. I've never had a desire to go to the Olympics. I just, you know, sometimes it's just purely aesthetic. Like yeah. I I just want to look good. <laughs> there we go. I want to be proud of myself. And I, you know, I, and when I walk into a room, I want to have that, you know, chest up because I like who I am. And I think on that note, I can identify with a lot of people and I can help a lot of people as well. So. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because for a lot of years, people would ask me and I think I even may have done a YouTube video about it. I'm like, yeah, I lost weight for aesthetics. And people are just like, girl, you're going to say that? You're not going to say like that. <laughs> you're actually going to tell the truth? <laughs> no, I mean, that was the truth. That was the truth. You know, I was diagnosed pre-diabetic and all of the, and sadly, that wasn't enough to really push me. It was once I started to develop the acanthosis on my skin that I said, hold on now, not, not my face. <laughs> not the face. <laughs> no, not the face. <laughs> Can I tell you a really quick story Please. that my godmother will never let me forget? She said in the, <laughs> I was, I don't know what I, how old I was. I was young. I had chicken pox and they were all over my face. And my mother and my godmother, they came to me and they're like, Ashley, why are you putting all these band-aids on your face? And I was like, I'm ugly. Oh, so oh not, gosh. so not politically correct. It, it's not. But, um, but that's how I felt at the time as like a little kid. I was just like, I need to cover up my, you know, because mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's sometimes it's important for people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, feeling confident in yourself and, you know, your body and taking care of yourself. It, like those are all things that make you feel confident. So I, I yeah. feel that for sure, because the the way that I even got to that was I went to the dermatologist and I was mm -hmm. like, help. I can't no matter what scrub what I was using all types of stuff to try to get my face right. You know, mm -hmm. and luckily she was well informed because she was like, um, you need to go and see your primary care and you need to have a blood test, you know? Beautiful. And I was like, yeah. give me cream. Like, what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I feel you, girl. If I, if I could have put band-aids all over my face, I might've done that too. <laughs> For sure. I don't even know how I found the band-aids or anything, right. but um, yes. And, and water, let me just throw that in there for anybody that wants any advice. Uh, water is a huge component of keeping your skin clear. So if I'm ever dehydrated and I'm not drinking the water like I'm supposed to, or not even drinking water at all, because there are days where I barely get sips in, maybe with a meal in order to get the meal down. But there's days and you can definitely see it in my skin. I start breaking out. I start, you know, everything starts feeling, looking dry. So yes, drink your water, ladies. Yes, and please. Definitely. That's why I keep, <laughs> I keep my water close by. I got my smoothie right here, you know. Yes, beautiful. Because that, that's what it is. This is for real. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's not a front. It's for real. And I take pride in that. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I take mm -hmm. pride in that. That people can just, Absolutely. you can pull up on me and you're going to find me with my smoothie in real life, not just on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on and let's talk about some of the issues that you see in your practice as a chiropractor. So what are some of the most common issues that you see? And then why do you think those are the most common issues? So for me as a chiropractor, I see low back and neck pain. <laughs> that It's really simple why it's the most common issue, mainly, mainly because that's what people know chiropractic to be. Um, you have a lot of people that understand that chiropractic has to deal with the entire musculoskeletal system. And so not only do we deal with low back and neck pain, but we also deal with anything that has a muscle or a joint. So it could be a shoulder, it could be an elbow, it could be, you know, someone had numbness in their foot and they didn't know why. So we were able to help them with that. Um, sciatica, that's another very common one that chiropractors see as well. But sometimes it's just education, just letting people know, hey, we deal with multiple different areas. Like the um, maybe about a month ago, I had several people coming in with jaw pain and it's, you know, TMJ, right? So that's a joint. And we as chiropractors can manipulate that joint. So we'll have some dentists that refer to us because uh, their patients are having joint issues. I'm like, I got to call you because I'm definitely a, uh, I grind my teeth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that, called bruxism. Mm -hmm. yeah, there we go. There that we go. One. Help me out. <laughs> that that one. One. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I never thought, I would have never thought to call mm -hmm. a chiropractor for that issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's because what you're doing is when you're grinding, you're you're um, contracting your muscles, the muscles in your face, and a lot of times when those muscles are contracted and you in your grinding, they get tired, so you're wondering why you have pain like right around this area, and you're like, yeah, your muscles are tired; <laughs> they've been working nonstop throughout the night. Oh wow! Okay, I'm learning so much already. <laughs> that is that is very helpful. So low back pain—that's something that I hear as well. You know, as a trainer. Um, on my end, um, I usually go for the core strengthening is usually yes. what I'm leaning towards. So what is yes. your approach as far as low back pain? So low back pain can present because of multiple different reasons. Um, one of the most common reasons is because of um, core weakness, right? So you have seven different layers of muscle in your low back, seven. Yes, I said seven different layers. And so you have the, <laughs> so those layers have different jobs. Um, the ones that are closer to your spine, your core muscles, those are your marathon runners. So those are the ones that are being active or you're calling on all day to help you sit up, to help you stand. Because if you did, if they weren't active, then you kind of fall to the ground. And so there's, you're asking them to work hours at a time. If they're weak, eventually they're going to fail out and they're just going to stop working. And so what happens when they stop working, your body naturally compensates because they say, hey, we have a job to do. We got to get it done by any means necessary. And so what happens is they actually start bringing or recruiting the superficial muscles, right? The ones that are closer to your skin. Now, those are the bodybuilding muscles, right? So they're designed to lift heavy weight for short periods of time. If they're asked to do a weight of a marathon runner, have you ever seen a bodybuilder trying to run a mar marathon? <laughs> it is not a pretty picture. <laughs> they may get a they, they may get a good mile in, but after that, they are 
post. And yeah. so that's what happens with a lot of low back pain. Um, people are having um, issues because they just have a weak core. Some low back pain can also be because of degeneration in the spine. And so that's basically your bone growing in areas that it's not supposed to grow into. Um, uh, that can be helped with a machine that we have called a decompression table. And so basically we open up the space so that your, your joints and your muscles and the nerves coming through your joints can actually breathe a little bit better. Um, another reason, this is the last one, because like I told you, the list can go on and on. But another reason is a disc herniation. Disc herniations can cause low back pain as well. Um, discs are soft tissue, the, the pillows in between the bones of your spine. And sometimes they actually migrate in places that they're not supposed to. That could be because of, of a slip and fall. It could be because of a car accident. It could be because you don't have a trainer and you're trying to do a deadlift on your own and you're not paying attention to your form. <laughs> I've seen it plenty of times. Yeah. And then you come in here saying, hey, I can't stand up. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like you slipped your disc. Right. So, um, so yes, get a train. No, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, girl, for the advertisement. <laughs> I believe trainers are definitely needed because you know we are all professionals in our field, um, and an accountant is not a trainer, right? So, my sister in human resources, I can't expect her if I tell her to go do a bicep curl for her to know what she, she's doing because she's yeah. she, it's just not her expert expertise. Right. So, I digress. I, I'm going I'm to come back to the. <laughs> We can go off on so many tangents here for sure. <laughs> um, well, listen, thinking about like the need for a trainer um, for a lot of people and also just working out in general, whether it's someone trying to do things on their own or doing beginner type stuff, what would you say, like, how would you rate the level of importance for recovery? So post-workout recovery and what does that look like? What do you recommend to your patients? So when you are working out, you are tearing down your muscle to build it up. Okay, not only tearing down your muscle, but really tearing down your entire body. You're tearing down your muscle, your joints, right? You're also you're challenging your joints. We like to say the word challenging. You're challenging your joints. <laughs> yes, and you're also improving blood flow because you're re increasing the demand of the blood flow. Um, but there's a lot of waste also products that come from your muscles into your bloodstream that need to be filtered out. So um, when it comes to recovery, we're there to not only, so while your muscle is trying to recover from the actual workout there's an, a scar tissue that's formed right and then also your joints get jammed and so we're there to relieve the joints we also do muscle recovery as well um, so that increases your blood flow so that like I said that waste product that's stuck in your muscles can be filtered out and then as your body's trying to recover and it lays down scar tissue we help to mature the scar tissue, the type of scar tissue that's being laid down. We don't want that weak, inflexible scar tissue that makes you feel like an old woman. We want that, you know, flexible and strong scar tissue that allows you to still maintain your range of motion while you're doing the exercise. So years down the line, you don't have knee pain. You don't have low back pain because you've been working out for years at a time. So you just want to make sure that you stay on top of, you know, giving to your body as well as demanding from your body. Gotcha. Um, I think that one of the topics that has been debated a lot just in the fitness world in general is talking about like static stretching versus ballistic yes. stretching and all yes. of that. Um, <laughs> my stance is that I believe the muscles need to be warm. 
So I, I never advise my clients to static stretch. And of course, to the audience listening, you know, static stretching is when you are holding the stretch for, you know, for a long period of time, like 30 seconds or so. Usually you see somebody getting ready to run and they're like doing the, and I'm just like, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> and holding it for like 30 seconds and you're like oh no like yeah. no so what what is what is your stance on that and what would you say is the proper way to like prepare for to actually warm up for an exercise well being in the medical um arena <laughs> i try not to have opinions but you know i try to base most of my suggestions off research and what the research actually says is that whenever you're having a static hold you're prolonging the the stretching of your fibers so your fibers are used to being in this position so it's really hard for them to actually come back and to create the power of a contraction that a contraction would be able to do within the muscle fiber and so you lose a lot of power that way um, so it is suggested that um, yes yoga is really good yoga is like before but the ballistic stretching is going to be good because you get to warm up your muscles you get to still stretch but you're you know you're increasing your range of motion but at the same time you're able to keep the contractility of your muscles yeah yeah i love that you pointed to research we listen we've got to do that because especially being on you know online on social media these days there are so many people who are just throwing out whatever information so yes. <laughs> so what do you have that to back up right oh, opinion. okay so you thought about that last night and you want to tell me like i'm supposed to do it exactly okay. exactly listen that is why you guys have to follow people online who actually know what they're talking about um who are research-based like dr ashley which of course we'll include all of her information in the show notes and she'll tell us about that as well um but make sure you're following people that are informed and not just influencers <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying um, so what are three stretches or recovery methods that you think new or even aspiring athletes can start doing right now to improve their recovery time in between workouts I think, I think a huge portion that we mentioned before are your core exercises a lot of people feel oh well I can do get my core in during my squats or you know my core is still being engaged no you specifically need to target your core you need to be able to make sure that your core is being um, challenged until burnout so that it's constantly being strengthened so that's going to help your recovery because then you'll end up with less back pain right um, another stretch that you can do it's called a pure so there's a muscle in your glute it's called the piriformis muscle that is when people come to us and they say hey I have sciatica I have pain shooting down my legs and um, and I'm like okay so do you stretch or I put, I just put my thumb right in their glute and they just light up and that's because their piriformis muscle is extremely tight and so you can actually stretch your piriformis muscle while you're at work all you have to do is cross your leg I can't, I, I'm not in a position to show you but <laughs> maybe we can have some pictures or something yeah but but um, so yeah but you'll do the piriformis stretch and then hamstring sweep um, sweeps are really good as well as 
for your dynamic stretching. So if you're thinking about static stretching, static stretching is going to be really good. Like, like if you're at the workplace or in the beginning of your day when you're not about to work out. Um, and so then, and then the other thing is supplementation. I cannot express enough supplementation, putting those nutrients back into your body that you're asking from your body. So you want to make sure that you're not only eating. So a lot of meal plans, people say, okay, well, I have to get my carbs, my protein, and my fat. And I have to make sure that all of those are in sync. But then they forget about the vegetables. <laughs> they forget about yes. the fruit. <laughs> like, when was the last time you had a piece of fruit on a diet? Like, not all <laughs> fruit is bad. Like, right. So, oh, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so not only this, so you have the supplementation through your diet, and then you also have different supplements that are out there to help for your muscle recovery. A lot of proteins, amino acids. So um, I would definitely suggest that. And drink your water. <laughs> Don't forget that. Do that helps not that has forget. Push, push out all those toxins and waste that are, you know, all, that Christmas food. Yeah, it's still probably in your muscle. Maybe not in your gut, but it's still in the muscle. So you got to fil- filter wow. it out. You have to push it out. I did not know that. Your muscle doesn't get to pick what types of nutrients it gets in order to engage in the activity that you're asking it to do. So, you, you, yeah, you gotta. <laughs> I mean, Listen, it, y'all hear that? Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't get to pick. So if you eat fries before your workout, that's why you feel it. Because it's like, I can only do so much with these fries. Exactly. Yeah. Um, It's so interesting that you mentioned about the fruit. You know, I have a couple ladies that started with me at the top of the year and some of their exact feedback was like, wow, I've never dieted where I could have fruit. And I was everyone says fruit is bad because it has so many sugars. And I'm like, huh? And someone, I put a, um, I put barbecue sauce in someone's meal plan and they were like, I can't have that. It has sugar. And I said, you're thinking way too much. This is why, this is why your meal plan lasts for two months and then you gain the weight right back because you haven't figured out exactly. You talking to me about barbecue sauce? (laughs) We just trying to keep you away from the Exactly. Right. (laughs) Put a little tablespoon of barbecue sauce on that food. You're going to be all right. And yeah, when you when you don't have the barbecue sauce, that's where you mess up because you don't have it. And now you're eating this dry, bland, whatever food. And you're like, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, you can't. Like you need a little bit of a mix. And I, I hate that fruit ever <laughs> became like the target. I'm just like, fruit? Can we target McDonald's? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Please. Carbs are good. Carbs are good for you. Yes, everything in moderation, but you want to make sure that you're having carbs because carbs fuel you. So you're not going to be able to get through a diet if you starve yourself. I mean, not a a workout. If you starve yourself all day and you are carb deprived. Um, Also, I mean, Okay, I'm going to stop. But, no, tell, no, please, please, please. But I mean, people, people don't want to have fats. Fats is what gives you hormones, what make, helps make your hormones. So if you're not, you know, if you're having problem with your cycle because you're not having a lot of fat because you're like, hey, I don't want to put that. There are healthy fats out there and there's a lot of bad information. Of the, this is why you need a professional. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. Basically, Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, a lot of times we just don't know what we don't know. And there's information that's put out there that we 
um, try to understand, but it everything in its own context. So yes, there are some fruits that have more sugar in them and you have to take that in, into context. But like if you're talking about a grapefruit versus a pineapple, yes, the sugar level is gonna be different. And the, the way that your body processes those different fruits are totally different so um so yeah i'm sorry i hope i convinced you to get a health professional if not right. me it's someone <laughs> yes exactly There's a lot of information um out there that um, people just don't understand they don't know and and they want to lose the weight and it's so good to see people lose the weight but one of the good things that we have on you know our plans is that our patients they lose the weight and they keep it off so, yeah. so it helps. It helps with the referrals. They don't come back to me, but right. But it right. Helps with the <laughs> I love that. I mean, that says so much about your practice um, that you are just getting referrals and not people coming back. You know, I tell people when they come in, I'm like, hey, I'm not trying to be your coach forever. You know, at some point you got to be able to, to, yeah, I love you. You're real cool. You know, sometimes people stick around just to, just to stick around, but you know, I want you to be able to do this on your own. You know, that's, that's the thing you have to be able to do this on your own. And it sounds like to me that you educate your patients to empower them to do it on their own. Absolutely. Okay, Dr. Ashley, so as a black woman who is in the wellness industry, what type of resistance to treatment, if any, do you see, particularly with your black female clients? Just the lack of information, mainly. Um, a lot of um, black women, they see chiropractors and they see what they see on like YouTube and TikTok, and they're like, I don't want that done to my neck. <laughs> and so, um, not really understanding the benefits that that are involved, and a lot, and some people will actually come to the clinic and they're like, "Yeah, I just want to get an adjustment one time so I can understand how it feels." And I'm like, "It's not about how it feels; it's about the benefits of having mobile joints. <laughs> it's it's about the benefits of having your nervous system clear so that there's no interference from your head to your foot, right? So, or from your head to your heart, from your head to your gut, um, all that plays a role within your nervous system, and so um, some. Sometimes it's just the information, understanding the power of chiropractic and what we actually do in a profession is what really, you know, just turns people off because they just think that we're just about cracking necks. And while it's included, it's not, it's not, you know, the only thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think TikTok has maybe done a bit of a disservice to your industry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with some of the some of the crazy stuff that's going around um, but this is very helpful and very informative and I'm going to be calling you girl because I'm like hold on we got to get this this yes. issue right here <laughs> fixed up Situated. I yes. had no idea so tell us where we can find you how we can follow you how we can schedule an appointment I'm serious too because this is for me so yes. <laughs> So the name of the clinic is called the Body Max Chiropractic and Nutrition. We're located in Pearland, Texas. And so you can call us or look at us up on the website at www.thebodymax.com. Our phone number is 832-940-9892. And then we, you can also follow us on, us on social media platforms at Dr. Ashley Devers, at The Body Max, um, at Dr. Deshaun Kennedy. There's also another chiropractor, black female chiropractor here as well. So, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so um, but yes, but um, if you follow um, at the body max, then that will be able, you'll be able to follow, find us there as well. So, yes, okay, ma'am. Great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Ashley. This has been a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time to share with us. Like I said before, you are just 
black girl magic, all of it. I'm so oh, proud of you. Um, like I said, I've seen you from 24 Hour Fitness when we were working out together from afar and I admired your journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then meeting you through Dr. Uh, Siobhan was just amazing. So thank you so much. And I'm wishing you all of the success in 2022. Super excited. You too. Have a happy 2022. Thank you so much. And thank you guys. Thank y'all for listening to this episode of Worth the Wait. Remember, if this episode or any of our episodes have helped you, please consider leaving us a five-star review and we will see you. Well, I will see you, Dr. Ashley. She'll have to come back for a part two, but I will see you guys <laughs> next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.